It's about to go down with Mark and Kathy, a live coaching show about dropping ideas. Mark and Kathy coach and have conversations with brilliant idea creators who are reimagining the world through the expression of their words, thoughts, and actions. What's up, everybody, and welcome to It's About to Go Down. I'm Mark Williams. Hi, I'm Kathy Ermias. I'm so excited. We have Naftali Tesler today, and he has this idea that I cannot wait to jump into because it, it's so amazing, and it speaks to all of us, like everybody. He has this idea about connecting deeply, having relationships that go beyond the superficial and connect deeply. And in his words, it's like, it's not how many nor how much, but how deeply you connect. Naftali, welcome. We're so excited to talk to you. Tell us where this idea came from and give us a little background on this because we're excited to jump in. Sure. And it's actually a quote that I coined. It's not how much or how many, but how deeply you are connected. And I'm very passionate about this. And I'm so excited to come on the show and share it with you and everybody. Um, it came about, uh, I would say about nine months ago, I had a coaching session with my coach, Alex Judd from Path for Growth. And we tapped in and we wanted to come out after a day, two day session with a solid mission with why do I exist and values, what do I stand for and ultimately a vision where I'm going. And many, many times throughout the conversation, the same words keep, kept on coming up. Connect deeply, deep connection, this is what I, um, relationships over everything is one of my values. And we put together my mission statement, which is to connect deeply with Hashem, God, family, and community through service and influence. And it was about six weeks later, something like it, where my grandfather passed away, my father's father. And by his funeral, the eulogies and everything that people said about him throughout the week um, made me think that I'm, first of all, I was so thankful that I put together my mission statement and my values beforehand, because would it be the other way around? I would probably think that because I've, I heard so much about my grandfather and what he was all about and how you know, deeply he was connected to everybody he came in contact. So probably I'm still emotional about my grandfather. That's why I'm going with the, connect deeply theme, but it was the other way around where I came up with it together with my coach. And then when I heard everything about my grandfather, I'm like, whoa, I never even realized how I'm mirroring and I am the same and, and how deeply I'm connected with the values of my grandfather. Mm. So that um, was very refreshing for me. And actually, mm. as I was walking home from the funeral, with my wife, she turns to me and looks at me like, now I see where this is all coming from. Mm. And I probably will never forget this like look and realization that we had together. Um, and then 30 days after my grandfather passed away, when we had a gathering together with family and friends and talked about my grandfather, why, you know, the legacy he left, my father actually shared a story and my, my father connected it and, and brought out exactly who my grandfather was. And, and that story stuck with me and will stick with me throughout my life, probably. Um, the story goes back to over 400 years ago. In Krakow, there was a grand rabbi that he gave notice to the board and to the community that he's about to leave because he, he's very busy with the community. He was all in and he wants to you know, be more spiritually connected to God and he's too busy with the community. So he gave them kind of notice, go look for another rabbi. And they begged him. They're like, please, you can't do this, do this to us. Like, what are we going to do without you? And he's like, I made my decision. Um, I got to look out for myself and this is what I want to do and so on. Then a couple of weeks later, he comes back to the board and he, and he asked them, um, so how's it going with finding a new rabbi? And they looked at him and they, they didn't have like the words to even start. And he jumps in right away to save them. He's like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You don't have to look anymore. I'm staying. They looked at him like, 
what happened all of a sudden, like we begged you, you should stay, you didn't want to listen. She's like, about to share you a story that happened that made me decide to stay. So the story goes that there's a baker in town that was the baker for the longest time, best you know, goods in town. And one day a wealthy man walks over there and tells him, I want to make a deal with you. You close your shop, go back, pray, learn, connect to God all day long. I'll pay you as much as you make now in your bakery. And that's going to be, you know, something, a good deed that I did. And it's going to be good for my success and so on. So they cut the deal and everybody's happy. The baker closes the shop, goes back into the synagogue, you know, prays to God, learns to God all day long. And the wealthy man is more than happy to pay his dues with every duty. One day, the wealthy man walks the streets of Krakow and he sees the bakery is open. The baker is in there baking goods. And he goes over there. What happened with the deal we made? That you're going to close the shop and go back in and just connect to God. And he's like, yes, we made a deal, but I want to get out of the deal. He's like, why? This best deal, like, what do you have to lose? I'm paying you. You're making the money. Whole argument, they end up at the Grand Rabbi of Krakow. And the Grand Rabbi, you know, starts the conversation. The, the, the wealthy man gives his side of the story. And then, you know, it's very obvious they had a deal. And the Grand Rabbi turns to the baker and he's like, what do you have to add to the conversation? He's like, yes, I appreciate all that the wealthy man did for me. And he wanted me to connect. And it was an honor and privilege for me to be able to do this all day long. Well, guess what? When I was a baker, every day and everything I did throughout the day, I used to connect to God by starting from, you know, cutting the weeds, uh, chopping the wood, Mm. cutting up the wood in smaller pieces, asking God, praying to God, connecting to God, you know, it should be dry wood. It should, it should you know, be able to light the fire and have the solid flame over there. And then as he was, you know, sifting the mail, it should be good, good flour. The flour should be solid flour. And, and, and as he was, you know, making the, baking it, and, and, you know, crafting it, putting it into the oven, every step of the process where you bake goods, he was praying to God, connecting to God that it should come out. People should like it. People should buy it. They should make money and everything. All of a sudden, I'm going back to the synagogue. I'm officially in God's house all day long, but I'm not as connected to God. Mm. So the point of the story, it's not about how much or how many. Yes, I could be in the synagogue all day long. And you, you could use all the metaphors out there. You know, it doesn't have to be you know, strictly to the synagogue. But you could, you could do something all day long, but still not connect. When, when he was actually baking the goods in his own bake shop, he felt connected to God. And that was ultimately my grandfather, where he was connected to every single person. He passed away, he was over 90. Mm. I used to see him interact with teenagers, and, and he was deeply connected. I, I, I could, you know, phrase things that teenagers said about him when he passed away. And that's ultimately um, where I'm coming from, where I am, and this is what I'm here to um, serve and influence and make a difference in the world through the community, my family, myself. I, I love, I love this story about your grandfather. I love how the whole thing tied back to your grandfather enough to yeah. it, uh, it always feels so personal to everybody when you talk about people like that are close to you like that and that make a huge difference. And it's one of those things that's funny too. You would think, oh, it's cliche. It's just my family and stuff. And it, it's so, it's not, right? Mark, I see you're like, no, it's so powerful. I got goosebumps when you were talking about your grandfather. Wow. So this is where the awesome work starts, right, Mark? Oh no, I was just about to ask you, Mark, like this is where it starts and we're like, oh my gosh, okay. This is such a great idea. Everybody needs it. All right, let's, let's figure out. Now I feel like we're gonna cook. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna, you, now we're we gonna get... bake up some marvelous stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just stick to this analogy, right? If we're gonna go there. <laughs> and it, and so, Mark, we have this great idea. Um, you know, how can we get it to the world? What's what's the best way to get Naftali to 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 share this in a in a great way and for it to go really far and wide? You know, there, there, there's a couple of thoughts in my head already. First of all. 
I, I also agree. I love the story. I, you know, we don't, we don't always talk about how to deliver the speech, but I got to tell you, there's something in the back of my head that loves you starting off with uh, your grandfather and rabbi story. And then I almost hear like a two-parter, right? Like a stay tuned. Now let me give you all this information and then let me tell you how it all ends up with the rabbi story. I don't know if that's the way to go with it or not, but that's what was in my head. What yeah. stood out to me was, first of all, the line, it's not how much or how many, but how deeply you connect. And you talked about how it was in your DNA, but now you want to take your DNA and sprinkle it all over the place, right? And one of the things that Naftali has talked about so much is how do I take this idea that's planted in my head this DNA that's planted in me and make it some kind of a movement so that other people are connecting deeply way beyond Naftali's time on this planet, right? Um, and I think there's a couple of ways to do that. But first, Kathy, you know, you and I always talk to people about the questions that they can use to ask people. And it really stood out to me that a lot of this started with you and your coach with these questions. Why do I exist? What do I stand for? Where am I going? Mm -hmm. I also wrote down, what is your mission statement? But then I also wrote down, what values connect you with the people in your life? Mm -hmm. And I just think that those are some great questions to get your audiences and to get people to start thinking about as they start to engulf your message. So um, those questions really resonated with me. Kathy, um, I don't know, how, how did those questions resonate with you? No, the questions are great, um, but I'm thinking if we back up to just a little bit, because in order to make something a movement, people need to think that they need to do it, right? And I think that there's one thing that's missing when I hear when I hear you say this, I'm like, I'm going along in my life and I might think, oh, I connect deep. And then when you start talking, I'm like, okay, maybe I don't connect that deep. Like, mm -hmm. so I don't realize I may, maybe have a problem. I don't know if problem is the right way to say it, but I think everybody's kind of moving along and doing their daily thing. And, you know, they have their relationships and we have different layers of relationships. I think in order to make it a movement, there's a few things that are, that need to happen. A, people need to realize that they need it. B, it needs to feel simple and accessible to everybody. Because in order to make something in movement, people need to own it themselves, right? Like it's not your thing, but you've created this great structure um, for people, you know, to use. And so it, it needs to kind of be simple. And so that's kind of, I think I would start there, Mark, because, you know, if I were to market this as a campaign, like if I put on my marketing hat for a second and I go, okay, I'm going to make this a campaign. Um, that's exactly where I would start the psychology of getting in, getting people to think, what am I, what am I losing if I'm not connecting deeply? So let me, let me start with the, with identifying it and then we'll see how we could scale it and make it simple. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So this is where I am. So I have a Rolodex. I have all my contacts on my phone and those are people, family, friends, workmates, people you, you do business with and so on. But guess what? All the contacts on my phone, are my friends and I'm deeply connected with them. Now, I wanna make a disclaimer, don't get me wrong. Th those are people who I started out doing business with, let's say, ultimately they become my friends and I have a relationship with them. Not the other way around that I only do business with people that I have a relationship with. Mm. Once I store your number in my phone, um, somehow, somewhat, we will be connected um, in a deeper sense that we're gonna look back a year from now where do we get to know each other? Oh, only through this business? It's already beyond. We're already yeah. deeply connected. To me, relationships are over everything. Anything you want me to execute, um, you know, any vision you'll throw at me, I will right away put my networking hat on, my relationship, my connection. How could I connect the dots? How could I take two people that I'm connected with to connect them together? Like the ultimate satisfaction that I have if I know there's a need somewhere and then there's a solution like if an employer is looking for an employee and I can do the connection or, or if there's a um, void, a need in a community and I have the person who has the solution. Those are, this, this is the way my brain is wired. So just to identify it, this is the way I look at it. This is to me a natural given. 
Um, and you're onto something that we have to find a way so the people out there, the people in the world, the people that we're about to influence um, and, and, and make an impact out there, how can we make sure that they identify there's something missing if they're only doing business, if they're only having conversations, um, and, and maybe they're efficient, but not necessarily they're effective and taking it to the next level. So I, I think you definitely answered something and you're making me think. You know, um, l- let me just say something you said earlier that um, you like to help people think about what connections they're missing. But I think what's, because I don't know if a lot of people think I'm, I'm missing out. I feel connected with everybody. But I think what you're asking us to think about is what are we missing in the connections we already have that makes them a whole lot deeper? I think that's the difference between what you're saying and what a lot of other people are saying. So if you take it back to, to, to Kathy's question, now I'm thinking about my connections with the people in my life and what is missing or what would I be losing out on if I don't deepen that connection? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I wrote down, what am I losing if I don't connect deeply? Right. Again, you back know, to that quote and that phrase, it's not about how much or how many, just yeah. take the people in your life and let's see how you can deepen the connection. And if not, what are you missing out? Yeah. And you know, Naftali, here's the thing too. If you think about, if you look at any, any, anything that's marketed to us, whether it be the way that a toothpaste like the branding that they use, the messaging that they use. If you see an ad, there's always something that, there's always an underlying factor or something that they're trying to make you feel. They're trying to hit on something. And, you know, losing something is a powerful thing for human beings. We will do more to avoid pain than we will to go after gain. Mm -hmm. I say that a lot because I've learned that from being in marketing for so long. Um, and sometimes people use it in an abusive way. Like, you know, sometimes marketers or somebody might try to influence people by fear, but I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like, when I think about your story and when I think about your grandfather, and when I really think about this, I'm literally thinking about, I'm going to look at my phone book and say, what am I, what am I losing? Or what am I, you know, what am I losing if I don't connect deeply with so-and-so or with, you know? So I feel like the first place to start, Naftali, because I, I, I know we're going to get into it a little bit here um, about kind of like you have this system, which is awesome. Like, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute, but I, I think we should start with how do you like, how do you sell this idea from the, like the 30,000 foot view? How do you really make people, you know, buy into this? I think that's the first big question. Mm-hmm. And I think we're heading the right way with, if you ask anybody, Naftali, if you ask 20 people, do you connect deep? Do you connect deeply with your relationships? Yes or no? I mean, how many people do you think would say no? Probably not many, but if we used your questions to qualify, maybe more than half the people would be a no. Yeah. So I think, you know, Mark, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but you know, uh, a lot, a lot of what we do in this space is we're trying to Naftali, and of course, like further, further down the road, when Mark and I work with people, we we definitely get to that space on like wordsmith and say things the right way. But in this space where we're still talking about the idea, nothing go, nobody should even be talking about those things until you're like, this is my idea, and this is how I'm positioning it. This is the angle that I'm going to take, and this is the emotion I'm trying to get out of people, and this is how people are going to buy into it, no matter what the idea is. So sometimes that dictates everything that comes after it, you know, everything's dictated by, by those, by those things. And so I'm just proposing this as one angle. If there's another angle we're thinking about, I would love to like, I would love to go further on that for a second, but I think one really good angle is what would I be, you know, losing or missing out on if I didn't connect deeply? If you ask me, what am I missing? If I don't connect deeper with the people in my, in my life, um, and again, not necessarily specific people, just think who are the next 20 people you bump into and with each person you bump into as you go home from work, on your commute, as you come into your community, to your building, to your apartment, you name it. From the janitor opening the door for you to the CEO of your company who is having an important meeting to you. If you're going to look at it from that lens, what am I losing? 
from not deepening the connection, I think it's everything. Because when I need anything, I'll get it through the relationship. You could throw any question to me. And, and I've had it several times throughout my life through um, service to the community at work and, and whatnot. Um, Mr. Tesla, can you, you know, this is our thought process. What do you say to it? We'll talk about vision strategy a little bit and then it's gonna to come to execution. The first second it comes to execution is, who do I know that could help me with this? And, and the more you're connected with them, the deeper relationship you have, not just um, you know, surface level relationships and connections where you just, hey, how's everything? How's the weather like? Happens to be bumped into you by the bus stop. So, so you know, I passed you on the way to work every day. That's about it. Those are not the people I ha I'll have their number. Those are not the people I could reach out when I need something to execute. Those are not the people who are going to reach out to me when they're looking, um, you know, anything and everything from, um, you know, a listening ear to helping an execution or anything. So when anything will come my way, you could use any, any example out there. You could go to the toughest, to the smallest. The way I will think right away is who could get me there, not what could get me there. It's who is the next person I need to talk to who's the next person that I need to walk over so even a you know give me an example I'll run with it um everything starts and ends with relationship and the deeper you are connected to the people around you the deeper um you know the 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 feelings for each other the helping each other um and it doesn't it, it doesn't start from in, in I, I you know I want to make sure that it doesn't come across as because I will need something from them one day down the line. Just the opposite. I want to deepen the connection so they are comfortable enough to reach out to me when they're looking for something. Um, that maybe taps into another value, giving for the sake of giving, but we'll leave it right there. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Yes, I love that. I love that you just completely flipped what the modern world defines as connections. What am I getting out of it? Who can I connect with on a much deeper level so that they can reach out to me? That's, that's insane. I love that. I want to also talk to you about what you said is the next level, right? If the first step is asking ourselves, what am I losing if I don't connect, connect deeply with? Kathy added the with whom, right? And then you said it's the next person. But what I've also come to love about your idea is a lot of times when we think about connections and relationships, we sometimes think about intimate relationships or we think about, you know, friendships. But you have been very clear in, in my conversations with you that this is about everything from intimate to coworkers to neighbors to strangers. And so I wonder, is it for you? Is it, am I asking this question about who am I, want, who do I want to, who would I lose, right? Um, if I don't connect deeply with, am I asking about one person? Are you asking me to think about 20 people? Are you asking me to think about one person in each particular category in my life? So look, ultimately, I want to make, I want to change the world and, and make sure that everybody looks at it from a lens that this is the way you look at relationships about connecting deeply and about this whole concept of it's not about how many or how much, but how deeply you are connected. But relationships do, do, do not happen accidentally. You really have to be intentional about it. And I would um, you know, encourage people to think, who are the five people? Or start with two if it's too much for you. Who are the two people you want to build a relationship with in your life? So whatever level you are, and we could go into the levels of, of you know, connection, but whatever level you are with these two people, you got to be intentional, first of all, about identifying who those people are. And once you have identified it's, you know, X, Y, and Z, these three people, what are the level we are at with them? And then how can we go from one level to the next level? Wow, Naftali, I just like, I, I had this thought when you were saying that, I love the two, by the way, two is like, it's such a weird number because usually people do things in threes or fives or whatever. And so it's really cool though, but it's like two people. And it also causes you duality a little bit 
So it kind of makes you think of a duality and an opposing thing. Like one relationship might be over here, this different kind of relationship, and then another one over here. But I had this thought when you were saying that I was thinking about the who, the how. So like, who can I connect deeper? If you're asking yourself that question is like, who can I connect deeper with? How can I connect deeper with them? When can I connect deeper with them? And why should I be connecting with them deeper? I kind of wrote down all of those two um, because I, I thought, you know, that, that puts, this is the intention I think that you're talking about Naftali is like, there's this major intention and it make it changes your DNA. You're, if you can really get this idea into somebody's soul and into their body and into their headspace, every time they cross somebody on the street, if they're asking themselves, like, what would I be missing? Or how can I connect deeper? Like, however we frame this up, because I think this is what you, this is like top level, I think what you should try to be teaching to people and start there, like that's the top level. You will make me think about every little encounter I have. For instance, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. I was taking my 81 year old um, mother-in-law to get her shot, to get her vaccination shot. And I saw that at this high school, there was a whole bunch of volunteers from fire departments and people, and, mm -hmm. and they've got a great system and there's people doing all this stuff. And um, this guy was super nice. And, and my mother-in-law has a problem. She has reactions to shots. So they had to put us in like a separate space and get watched longer. And I, I once again found myself in this space where I don't have anything else to go deep with this person other than a genuine, like I looked him in the eyes and I just said, thank you so much for what you're doing. And this is like, this has happened to me now, like two or three times lately where I just, and at that moment, that was my way I can connect with this man. I'll never probably, I probably won't see him again, but mm. you know, but, but now you've like, you've got into my head Naftali that, and that's the, that's where the movement catches on fire is where that simple drop in my head that makes me go, who can I do it with? everybody. When can I do it now? Why should I do it? Because we need to go deeper than, than you know, how can we go one level deeper, whether that level is from one to two or two to three or three to four, you know, mm. and I don't know that, that, that my brain frames that up like that. So I like the way you frame in the story you're bringing, because when I walk into a party or whatever, um, to a, a room of audience, there's like 15 tables where I could sit down. I'll always pick the table. I don't want nobody at that table because that's, opportunity for me and i also like the story you're saying and i connect to it and relate to it it's not necessarily i will never see this person again in my life just for the sake of this conversation might be a stranger out there that i will never see mm. having that that um conversation with them could be a very cliche conversation how's everything how's the weather how would you drive it did you take the train did you find parking or whatnot or you could try to go one level mm. deeper with them. And yes. if you already saw this person two, three times, you already went that one level deeper. Guess what? You could go one level deeper just for the sake of connecting with people, making the world a better place. Oof. And this is where you're, you created a graphic. Can we talk yeah. about that for a second? I, sure. I knew we were going to get to it at some point. I knew it. Um, I love this. So can you tell us about it a little bit, Naftali? Yeah, so most people you will run into throughout the day making errands and you bump into people, you're going to have cliche conversations where it's, what is the weather like? Um, and so on. But anybody or almost anybody could have this conversation with anybody out there. That's not, um, you know, that's very shallow conversations, as I would say. It's just you bored, two people waiting at the bus stop, two people, you know, sitting on the train. Most of them today's day will look at their own smartphone or once upon a time read their own newspaper. But even if you're open to having a conversation with an person, you would talk about the cliches in front of you. But if you want to move to one level deeper, you would start talking about facts where if you talk about any facts out there, um, you got to be a little bit more gutsy. It might take a little bit of a risk if that people, mm. if that other you know party will not necessarily agree with you. So... I would consider a fact that you either um, connect through agreeing and building on top of that, or even disagreeing, not necessarily you disconnect. You, you, you continue to have a deeper conversation because it's not just cliches out there. So 
we can have a conversation why iPhone is better, why Samsung is, we could disagree on it, but we, it's going to be somewhat a, a heavier, deeper conversation than just the weather out there. And that, wow, spring, summer is coming, who doesn't like summer, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and get in, in, you know, if I could take it to the next level, if, if you're on a level where you discuss facts with that person, right? So let's say it's a coworker where you meet by the water cooler every now and then, and you're already in that level that you discuss facts with that person. Um, and you want to take it to the next level, you start discussing opinions. Guess mm -hmm. what? Once you start giving your opinions, you're taking that slight risk there, mm -hmm. but if it works and if you do it correctly, if you're intentional about it, again, it doesn't make a difference if you have the same opinions or you disagree, but just the fact that you're discussing opinions, whether you're on the same page or not, is taking it to a deeper level. Of conversation totally. and ultimately a level a, a deeper level in, in connection and relationship so we already went through just the typical cliche to facts to opinions mm -hmm. now if you identify that you want to take this connection and we use a metaphor of conversations here you want to take this conversation and ultimately the connection to a deeper level how would you feel if we start discussing emotions? Mm. Whatever it might be, whatever the conversation might bring on, right? So um, just a real life example, my mother is very sick right now and she's waiting for a miracle. And it's not an analogy, and it's, it's, I, I would wish it, yeah. it should be just an example. Unfortunately, that's the truth. And, and you know, I'm bringing up my mother because number one, to bring you an example, which is very emotional to myself, but also as my mother is going through this story in her life, I'm going through and all my siblings and whoever knows her, the friends and family and the people she's connected with um, are going through a certain thing. And now it's coming out even more than ever that we wanna connect even deeper. Mm. And we start measuring how deeply am I connected? I should have been deeper connected. Why didn't I do? Or why, what could I do quickly, right? Um, so back to the conversation, <clears throat> when you start discussing anything that brings emotion um, to, a, to, to the conversation, you could start talking about, um, you know, somebody building a business, losing a business, uh, you know, something dramatic that's going to bring emotions. Like somebody was a wealthy man and all of a sudden he lost everything because of Corona hit. And, and, and going in, this, in, in, the more personal it is to you, the more emotional it will be, the more effective it will be. But, you know, I just shared a very personal story, an emotional story to myself. Just by revealing that and, and opening up my emotions to you and how I feel about it <clears throat> is already um, bringing a, a deeper level of connection in this conversation. And of course, it's not only one conversation. It's, you know, thinking back, if let's say I identify this person that I want to build deeper connections with them, the first thing, as I said, you got to identify the who, but then when, when you look back in hindsight, what level of conversation do I have with them? So it's not one conversation, but it's what type and what level, what's the furthest I, I ever went with that person? So, okay, cliche, number one, facts, number two, um, I do share opinion with them, but that's about it. I, I never opened up to them. Um, you know, but guess what? I want to build a deeper connection with that specific person that I identified and let me be intentional. Let's take this relationship to the next level. Let's deeper the connection. Um, going forward, I'm not going to be afraid to share my emotions. One conversation, two conversations, and it works a two-way street and that person will open up and share some emotions with you. Boom, you just blew it up. That's a real um, relationship in its making. That's yeah. how you deepen the connection. You know, um, a key word for me was risk, and it was—it's very, very interesting for me how you brought up this word risk and and put it into your idea. Because I wrote down take a risk with your relationship, right? And the reason why I wrote that is because I think a lot of times when you think about taking a risk with your relationship. It's, you know, the, the implication is that something bad is going to happen. Mm -hmm. But you flipped it, right? 
in order to deepen a connection with someone, you have to take a risk, right? Because it is a very safe area to talk about the weather, to talk about the fact that I have a Samsung and you have an iPhone, to then get into the point where I then express my opinion. Are you crazy that you got that iPhone? I'm just joking with you, right? <laughs> but And then but my emotion. <laughs> the ghost <laughs> <laughs> We're not done yet. There's the next level, but I wanna I wanna hang out here a little bit to get deeper the concept, and then we'll we'll go to the next level. But but I wanna say this: when you when you took this moment to share about your mom, I can't speak for anybody anybody else, right? I can't speak for Kathy, although I think I can. There was a certain feeling that I got the moment you just shared with everybody what's going on with your mom. You took a huge risk. And when you do that, I felt deeper, deeply connected because now that now I feel like a safety net, right? I felt like I've made you comfortable enough and that makes me feel like I wanna share stuff with you. So it's very interesting this word risk because risk has such a negative connotation that you put a positive spin on it and you made me think, how can I take a risk in my relationship to deepen the connection. I, I love all this. I love where we're heading with this because I now, I, I visualize things. And when people talk, if I don't hear concepts, I just hear words. I'm like, I've heard these words before. I've heard them spoken in different ways. When you start to really conceptualize things, then people can emotionally visualize them. Um, and so Mark, I love that you clinged onto this like risk. I feel like what I envisioned was risk is the door that you have to walk through in order to go to the next mm -hmm. level. And so I felt that when, mm -hmm. when Naftali, you were running through the levels and like, if I go back to your levels, you have the cliche level, like, oh, how's the weather? This is safe. But I have that first jump, that first level in order to go from risk, you know, in order to go from cliche to your second level facts, I definitely have to walk through a little bit of a risk door. But then when I go from your second to your third, your risk, I mean, you're uh, sorry, the facts to, to opinion, again, in order to share my opinion, I'm taking a risk. And then from the third to the fourth, I'm taking another risk to go from opinion to emotion. And then the fifth, which is what you landed on, was to get to the space of vulnerable vulnerability and transparency. And do I feel that safety net that Mark was talking about? I love this concept. I, I love these meaningful layers, as you call them, of a relationship. So uh, fact, every layer to go from cliche to facts requires a little bit of risk. But as you go from facts, a little bit more risk. But when you go from opinion to emotion, the gap of risks even widens. And Ooh, as you yeah. go to the next level, the risk is greater, but the reward is greater. And ultimately, you know, talking about the vulnerability and transparency, I'm not gonna open up and be transparent or, or, or you know, for sure not vulnerable to people just because I hang around with them and I share some facts or opinions with them. If you're long enough um, and you have, you know, meaningful conversations with them, in, in your connection is in a level where you could share emotions and then you're in that level, then and only then you could move on and, and be vulnerable and transparent with them. But one more thing that I want to point out, this is not like a quick, easy one, two, three thing. It requires time. You cannot meet a person all of a sudden for the first time at a bus stop and boom, <laughs> shape, facts, opinion, emotions, vulnerable, transparent. You're going to win that way. You're going to kill the whole thing. I mean, you, you, you're not onto anything here. You, you, you didn't even start understanding what it means, connection with a relationship. But if you do it, if you're ready to take the, the right amount of risk at the right time with the right people, and you give it the time it requires, because again, I love the word effective, because so many people try to be efficient when it comes to people. Yeah. Also, it also be effective, not efficient. I want to push you back a little bit though, just for a second, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. Um, I would have normally agreed with what you just said about like, and I, and, and I think that we, when you have a concept, sometimes I, I think it's a dangerous area to push people a hundred percent into a space, like give them a great concept and allow them to add their own flair to it or their own experiences. Because until this happened to me, I would have agreed that you just can't take a relationship with somebody that you just met and go from one to five 
but it actually happened to me. I was in Toronto and I was standing at a bus line. It's hilarious that you said bus. It's not even <laughs> funny. Like, I don't even know how this happened, but I'm standing in a bus line and a guy taps me on the shoulder and he says, Hey, is this the bus to Niagara Falls? And I was like, yeah. And I, um, I end up having a little conversation with him. I was there for work and had the day off and, and he was there traveling by himself. We ended up being the only two people in that line that were going to Niagara Falls that were like by ourselves, everybody else's family groups, whatever, you know? So we were like, so we just keep talking, come, come to find out he's from Italy. I'm Italian. My grandmother moved over from Italy. So I have really deep roots um, there. And so we start talking and I ask him to say my mom's last name. Cause it's very Digbielmo, but I knew he would say it better than me being a true living in Italy. Um, anyway, the long, long story story is uh, long, long story short is that by the end of the day, we hung out all together. And then I asked him, do you want to go on a bridge walk with me? The next day, and it was the first time I ever thought about doing my bridge walk with a stranger. I walk a bridge with a stranger and halfway across the bridge, I don't know where it came from, Naftali, probably just the natural progression of your layers. I'm really thinking about it. And I did, it did follow protocol. It just happened fast. I literally got to the space where we started sharing some emotional things. And I said, hey, I have this idea. I have something I want to share with you. I think two people in the whole world know about it. It's something bad that happened to me when I was young. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to tell me anything. I just feel like I got to an emotional space with him. I told him the thing. Then he turns around and tells me the reason he's in Toronto is because his brother died in an accident a long time ago. And he wanted to travel the world for his brother. And I, my mind was blown, but here we are two strangers. We didn't even know each other 12 hours and we got to level five. And so I just want to, I want to confirm what you're saying. I, I followed that. I tracked my story and I was like, yes, we definitely went through all the levels, but we got to level five. So, so maybe what you do, Naftal, maybe let me just say something really quick. And then I think we should discuss this. So you have this great system and I love this. And I think, I think that you have, I think you're right. And I think, and there's probably, like you say, there's probably, levels in between. And for some people, the gap might be big from one to two or maybe two to three. And, you know, it might be a little bit different, but then we also have the entry point in that why people would even think about your system. So there's two separate things to this idea. There's the like, Oh, I need to think about this. It's in my brain constantly thinking about deeper connections. How can I go deeper? And then it's the, how do I do it? And so, I don't know, Mark, what do you think about that? I think in my mind, that's how I'm holding this idea. Well, here's, here's the crossroads between what you said, the, the, the way you pushed back and what Naftali said. And I wrote down something that Naftali said earlier. It's about the right amount of risk at the right time. Yeah. Right? yeah and I yeah. think what, what Kathy is saying is the right time that, and, and the right amount of risk defined or determined by the person but the key is that it's the right amount of risk at the right time yeah. so i think that's the middle ground that bridges what the two of you the bridges of course right that bridges <laughs> and connect what the two of you are saying that's powerful and and Natali, i would definitely i i think you might have said that organically or maybe you've said it a lot of times before but I do think that that's something you should write down and make sure that it's very clear in your message, the right amount of risk at the right time. And as a matter of fact, you even said earlier, one conversation at a time, right? Um, so that one stood out to me as well. So clearly time is a very important <clears throat> concept here, but where the time takes place is that, that, that room for interpretation for anybody with their own relationship. Nice line. So first of all, I want to start with, thank you for pushing back because yeah, you're actually pushing back on me. It's deepening the connection here. We have different opinions. That's, that's the beauty of the conversation. It's yes. not just, you know, a cliche, some facts that we're throwing out there. We're up to the line where we discuss the opinion. opinion. <laughs> that's the political perspective. So thank you on that. But I want to go back to the original quote um, it's not about how much or how many, but how deeply you are connected. So it's not about how much or how many. It's not about how much time it has to take or how many conversations it has to be. Now, you are, you have this whole bridge walk 
movement and there's something to your movement where you're going to walk on a bridge you're going to stop in the middle of the bridge you know for the you know audience and the listeners out there that don't know about the bridge walk movement um th- there's certain times certain places that are more geared to build certain connection mm-hmm. so first of all you again first of all thank you for pushing back that makes the conversation exciting and deepens the connection second of all of course as mark pointed out it has to be the right risk at the right time and if you know plugging it back into your movement with a bridge walk walking with anybody even with a stranger sometimes a stranger is even easier and quicker yeah because you don't have all that um you know push back your mind back yeah. into all that <laughs> You're very open and honest right from the get-go. I might not yeah. see the guy. And I'm wondering to hear if you ever kept up with that guy you met in the Agrafor, that Italian guy or not. Oh, yeah, we have. We have so, a great so relationship. So sometimes a stranger now. could even give you a jump start because you never yeah. messed up with the guy. There's no competition. So many other <laughs> factors, that, factors that come into this conversation. So I think the pushback in a nice way where we could, you know, still wrap our brains around it when and what and so on, whatever works. Yeah, I think I think Mark, um, you you did a good job of bridging what we were saying. And and I do think it's one of those things though that I think because we had this conversation, Naftali, you'll probably never forget when you're talking about it to make a very clear distinction like make that very clear and even maybe use a mini example, you know, say sometimes of course it will take, it could take years to move through these steps, but sometimes too, depending on the scenario. And so paint these pictures for people to allow them the freedom to work within your framework, give them the whole array of options by going from one spectrum to the other and say, you know, in some relationships, it may be your family and you're having these conversations when your parents are older and you're like, how do we deepen the, you know, you kind of talked about that with your mom and I'm thinking about my father in that same space, like, I'm still at this age trying to figure out how do I go deeper with my father? And so you could kind of bring that up as one end of the spectrum. And then the other end is you could meet somebody on a bus in another country, the two of you (laughs) completely not in your own country, be strangers and go from one to five in 12 hours. So it, it, I think that, I think we're all completely agreeing on that a hundred percent. So absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, um, since you mentioned mother-in-laws earlier, it makes me think of that whole cliche in-law thing. And it just <laughs> made me think about, um, I, I wish I had many, and I have a great relationship with my mother-in-law, um, but it makes me think about years prior, if I could have asked myself, you know, again, this question, what would I lose if I don't connect deeply with my own mother-in-law? I, you could probably solve a whole lot of in-law problems. <laughs> That's, you know what though, Mark, you're on to something because I, again, Naftali, I think when you have a really good idea sometimes too, you have to show people how to use it. Why do we have instructions on things that we shouldn't have instructions on? Do I really need instructions on a box of macaroni and cheese or do I really need it on a shampoo bottle? Because sometimes you just need to do that. Right. And so if you're in this space where you have this great idea, like paint these pictures and keep repeating why and how. And I think if you, if I start to think about that, Mark, I can, I can ask that question to everybody. What about my neighbor next door? Like why, you know, what am I losing if I don't connect deeper or and my mailman or my, you know, my, my cousins that I haven't seen since I was a kid or like anybody, Naftali, you really like make me, you're really making me think about something. And that is when I think an, an idea goes from being a good idea to a non unstoppable, powerful idea that you can't stop. Like you can't put the brakes on that anymore because you've gotten inside somebody's head and it just ripples. I was like, how about I come up with some sort of a guide where I, encourage myself first and try it out but ultimately maybe it could be something i could share with the world where i could i i could approach my wife and look let's go for a two-day getaway 
where this is going to be the game plan. We're going to eat dinner together. And we're going to have a very nice conversation and, and discuss the plan for the next few days. And then let's say by breakfast, you're going to discuss the mission, vision, values, and by, you know, and then, you know, go around, go see the falls and whatnot. But then at lunch, um, deepen the conversation a little bit about the mission, where the mission came about, what it means for me, what it could mean for the family and for her and so on. And ultimately, break the ice with some people on how to start such magnificent, such, such, such important conversations, but it's not necessarily urgent. You want to have, you want to deepen the connection with your spouse, with anybody in your life. It could, it could be the same conversation with your father and son, a mother and a daughter, and, and, and any two people that want to connect in this way. So if I could just back up, I have a mission, vision, and values to share, right? But I was thinking of Zig Ziglar with the Wheel of Life, where we could, you know, tap into each area of our life, the spiritual, the, the, the health, the financial, and so on, where you could create a framework. Again, it's only in my mind at this point, and I got to test it out myself before I could even, you know, talk about it, maybe. But just scratching the surface of this idea, where you could take Zig Ziglar's Wheel of Life and, and make some sort of a, let's go for two weeks, two, two days somewhere, and discuss these two areas of our life. Um, you know, because I have a background where I coach couples personal finance and, and bring them financial freedom. And I've sat with hundreds of couples and you have seen so many couples walking in the door, you know, with, with a hunch and without hope and they're walking out with hope. And so many times I've seen that I started a conversation about the financials in their life. And I could tell you right away that the, the couple never ever in their life had a meaningful conversation about their financials. They were afraid, let's say one of the two messed up in, in, in financials and a job or in credit cards or whatnot, they were afraid to sell the other one. All I did was opening the conversation and I could really honestly tell you, and I could bet on that, that I could walk away from the conversation. I did my job, they're gonna go home, they're gonna have probably hours and hours of conversation just because I opened it up. So this is the conversation, this is the concept that I had where I could you know, take the wheel of life, make maybe a framework on how to get to a perfect mission, values, and vision. Um, something along those lines where I create the framework, you just have to download the guide, pick whatever you want to go on vacation for two days. And to me, I think coming home with the mission, values, and vision is so much more nicer than wherever you went. It could be Niagara Falls. It could be the nicest sceneries out there. And that's going to deepen the connection between people. It could be husband and wife, it could be father and son, mother and daughter, or whoever it is. So here's what I will say, and I don't know if I'll, I'll call it a pushback on my part, but just something for us to think about because- If you want to deepen the connection, then, then just push back. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, we've talked so much about, um, you know, husband and wife, father and son. We've also talked about stranger, right? And I can see how that applies. But then I think about all those other relationships that we've talked about in this conversation, right? And I'm not going on a two-day vacation with my neighbor, right? But there might be a place that I can go to and, and, and sit with me for a second. You mentioned to me a story not too long ago when I asked you, when was a moment in your life when you experienced having a deep connection with someone? And the, and the moment you shared with me was with your father as a child. And you mentioned that, uh, that, that you, you were in a community where a lot of fathers and sons would get together one night a week and they would exchange something that they learned. And I got to tell you, I've been thinking about that story in that moment so often that I was thinking about, well, maybe it's not a place of worship. Maybe it's not a, a, a Starbucks. Maybe it's not a bridge. And, and maybe it's not a library either, but maybe it's the, the, the teacher in me that loves libraries and associates that with learning. But could there be a place like that? Like for me, a vision would be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like Kathy, right? And I'm gonna, instead of finding bridges in every city that I go to, I'm gonna find a library in every city that I go to. And I'm gonna sit down with someone, whether it be a stranger, a friend, a child, uh, a wife, and for a few minutes on the steps of that library or inside the library at a table, we're gonna have a conversation today. Just one more conversation. This one is about our values. The next time we'll go to another library and we'll have a conversation about our mission, or we'll have a conversation about an opinion. 
or we'll have a conversation where we'll open up emotionally, but we'll have one conversation at a time in a place where we're learning more about each other because the deepening of the connection is about learning about somebody a whole lot more so that not only can you go to them, but most importantly, so, so my pushback would be thinking on just that, that would be thinking beyond like a two day with an intimate partner, but about a place that you can go with anywhere, anytime, anyone at the right, with the right amount of risk, at the right at place, the right time. at the, at right, the right time, time. <laughs> the right relationship. <laughs> Mark, so, oh my gosh, our, our, our brains must have been melding because I wrote down when Naftali was talking, I wrote, I was like doing the marketing thing. I wrote, connect deeply for couples, connect deeply for friends, connect deeply for friends, connect deeply for strangers. I was thinking about an arm. I was like, if I was marketing this, that would be the chicken soup for the whatever. Like, you know, I was like, oh, there's these arms. So if I just map this out really quick, Naftali, for you, there's the entry question, which is like, what will I lose if I don't connect deeper with the people that... I come in contact with or that are part of my world. I don't know how to like frame that piece up, but that's the, that's the door you walk into. And that when you're giving your idea, you, that's your like starting point. That's like your question that you well, honestly, ask Honestly, I want to have a positive door. Not Okay, a positive door, but you, but you're kind of basically, you, okay, so you can reframe that the other way, make it positive. Um, but if I'm mapping this out to how I think you're going with it, there's that. And then once you get people in your door of your idea, then you talk about your structure. And then if one from there, I think the arms are the, okay, well, I have a system for couples going away for a couple of days. I have a, I have a quick system for somebody who likes a lot of books and then we'll do the library. <laughs> like, you know, I have a version for, uh, you know, people that love reading and like, <laughs> no, but but in all seriousness, you have like these, um, you have the, you have these suggested ideas. Even for me, Naftali, the bridge idea honestly is not like you have to walk on a bridge in order to connect deeper with people. It's one way. It's one really cool way. It's actually, if you go really deep on that, it's just creating an experience with another person, allowing this space to be there for just you and the other person. Like you said, you can walk away from the couples because you've completely cracked open that door for them. So look, we started by looking for one idea, one movement. We already had so <laughs> many um, to wrap our brains around. We could do all of them. Wow, well, me, wow, yeah, wow, yeah. overload of information. <laughs> well, well, you might've just wrapped it up so nicely. Um, but but I, <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess I still have to ask the question that Kathy and I always like to, to, to end off with, right? If after talking to you and starting with, it's not about how much and it's not about how many, it's how deeply. How has your idea changed in your mind since we started this conversation? Definitely changed a lot to the better where I think I overthink it, that it has to be that perfect idea of a mission, vision, values, change the whole, you know, wheel of life from Zig Ziglar kind of thing. Just one thing at a time. One conversation with one person, as I said, as you pointed out, the right time, the right place, the right conversation with the right person and so on. Nice. So nice. I guess it starts more and take it from there, if I may say, if I may summarize, you know, the the where I came into the conversation and as I'm walking out of the conversation. Very nicely, very nicely. And now, Tali, if, if anybody wants to have a, a, a deep connection conversation with you um, and learn more about, you know, the, the, the meaningful layers, how can they find you? Naftali Tesler on LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn. I'm not posting very often because I have a full-time job. And I have a family of five children and many more hats that I wear, but I'm there. I check it out. I check my, you know, private messages and I comment on people's posts and whatnot. Again, Naftali Tesla, N-A-F-T-A-L-I-T-E-S-S-L-E-R. There you go. There you go. And that's how you can connect 
with Naftali. Real, real deep connection. Deeper. Yes, yes, yes. And for anybody who wants to deeply connect with Kathy and I, because you've got an idea that you want to drop on the world and you like to sit and have a conversation with us so we can explore your idea and help you to reach more people and have a greater impact, send us an email at markandkathy at gmail.com. Spell it right with the C and Mark. Spell it right with the E and Kathy. And we will get back to you. We'd love to have you because we love having conversations with people who have amazing ideas that they want to drop on the world. So thank you for joining us because once again, it got dropped when it's about to go down. <laughs>